Data, home of the future of work, industry and people, with your host, I4O's Oliver Kelly. Hello people and welcome back to the Outback Incubator. I'm Oliver Kelly and today I want to talk about something that all of us talk about all the time but often don't do very well. And it's not the washing up, it's innovation. The reason I want to talk about innovation is because that's the whole concept of this podcast. But innovation is not all about big, shiny, brand new pieces of technology. Innovation is about finding a new or better way of doing something. And if you're on the way to work today, you might be on the way home, or if you're listening to this on your run or your jog on a treadmill, whatever it is, I'd just like you to think about whether it's today or tomorrow. But what can you do to innovate in your business, in your job, in your department, maybe even your family? Because what this is, this is a nucleus of energy when you innovate that is so creative. It's not just about making things easier. It's actually about using your brain to create new ways of doing things. And it's such a creative outlet that it's something that we can all really consider. But, you know, one of the things if you're in a work setting about innovation is it's almost like the shiny penny. And everyone says we want to innovate. The boss above, they're asking us for an innovation who can come up with an idea. And that in itself is often not the right reason to be innovating. The right reason to be innovating is it should literally be woven into the culture of where we work, of what we do, how we interact with each other and how we do things. It's incredibly difficult to get to that stage, but I have seen it done in organizations. And when that happens, it really truly becomes the sweet spot. And so I put together a very short nine-step process that the purists and the techies of the world and the people who are in tech startups will probably say is not correct in some way, but I've seen this done and it sure as hell makes a lot of sense to me. So your task is to listen to these nine steps, do what you will with them, but think, can I actually go and implement that tomorrow or today where I work and see if we can really get some tangible value out of it? And I can guarantee you the value that you get out of these nine steps will not be the innovation itself. It will actually be the residual value in an improved culture between you and your people. So there, I've set the scene. We better deliver. Step one is remember that it might not be you that has the best ideas. I'm going to say that again. Remember that it might not be you that has the best ideas. There's a whole lot of people out there now going, well, no, I'm the manager. Of course I have the best ideas or everybody tells me I have the best ideas. Well, listen, it might just not be the case for every single innovation or subject area that you're looking at. So it's incredibly important that you think to yourself, hang on a minute, I'm going to sit back a second and I want to hear everybody else's ideas. It is always good to remember that it might not be you that has the best ideas. If you take nothing else away today, let that be it. Step two is understand each individual in your team and post a problem somewhere, whether it's an email or a pin board or whether it's a poster somewhere or even if someone mentions it at your weekly meeting. Okay, understand each individual in your team first and post a problem somewhere. Now, the reason for this is if you don't understand the individuals in your team, you won't understand what their specific strengths are 
and needs for development are. And sometimes people don't always speak up about every single facet of their life, but there's a good chance there's some hobby or self-educating reading knowledge that they've gone through outside of a work setting may well just be a golden ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for you. It's just that you don't know it yet. And unless you understand your team as individuals, you're never going to uncover that. However, like Steve Jobs always said about connecting the dots backwards, if you go through those conversations just because you care about your people and you have a good understanding of who they are as individuals, you're going to be able to connect dots backwards when a problem comes up or you wish to take the lead on solving a potential issue. You're going to be able to say, hey, Josephine, I know that you're into this. What do you think on that? When you've been outside of work, how did you manage that problem? Okay. That's what it's all about. Forget shiny pennies. It's all about understanding the human capital within your team department business. Now, post a problem somewhere and you let it be known. We've got a problem to solve. Let's do it. And the third thing is create a place where people are comfortable sharing even the most far-fetched ideas because they're engaged and not just career building. Critical point. You want people just to be foaming at the mouth to get into this stuff and you have to create that environment where they're going to feel like that because if there's any fear or command and control going on, they're not going to feel that they're comfortable moving forward. It's called psychological safety and it's something that we're all talking about nowadays. So you want to create that environment where people say, do you know what? I've had this idea. It's crazy. I doubt you're ever going to have the budget for it. But imagine if we had a world where, or imagine if we could solve that problem by X. That is like magic. Okay. And even if they're far-fetched, you want to let them know that you're listening to them. It's an open environment. Your door is open. We can't work on everything, but give me your ideas. I'm really interested to hear them. Okay. Now you're not only going to get great ideas, you're going to build massive engagement across your business. And that means you're going to get massive discretionary effort, which is all of that intangible outside of their position description, just because they care about getting a great result with you and the team. If you can have a place like that, you'd be thanking me forever. Now, when they bring you your ideas, you want to go to step four, and that is to have a key methodology for assessing these ideas. Now, if you want to break that down into financial, core business, and move it along those columns so you can say whether it's actually worth investing any time looking at and potentially any dollars investing into developing, okay, the key is that you do need some form of structure in place. So get a spreadsheet, throw some columns onto it, and think about those hit points that you want to meet for an idea to be taken forward. Financial is always going to be one. Core business should be one, unless you're looking at completely overhauling the direction of your business. But you must have that assessment methodology. Why? A, because you're structuring how you're actually deciding what you're going to invest in. And B, that's a fair process for everybody that's bringing you an idea. It's like it gives them the lines on the football pitch, right? They know that if they bring you something that's completely out of core business and is going to cost $50 million to build and you make $800,000 a year, they understand that it's just not going to get up. And it's not because you don't appreciate their ideas. It's because it just doesn't fit within those boundaries. So step four, have a clear methodology for assessing ideas. 
That would bring us on to step five. Step five, provide exceptionally delivered feedback on ideas that aren't practical or timely, but ensure you capture them in case of changing circumstances. So even if someone brings you an idea that isn't great or spot on, you want to make sure they're afforded exactly the same respect that everybody else is given for their ideas. And you can politely explain to them why you don't think you're going to be able to take that idea forward, but also let them know that you are filing the idea in case all of a sudden you have a huge expansion period or uh, you are looking to change the direction of the business. It's valuable capital that these brains that work for you are providing to you. You need to treat it with a respect as such and have a, a running folder, a live document of those ideas in case once again you need to connect those dots backwards. But it must be exceptionally delivered feedback, not half-assed, not rushed. You need to look these people in the eye and give them the respect they deserve for giving you their all with their ideas because that's what they're doing ultimately. Now, if it is a practical idea and you think it's actually something that's going to improve the business in some way or solve the problem you're looking at solving, you can move to step six, which is if it is practical, let the person run with the idea to flesh out further detail. A portion, a period of their week where you say, go ahead and work through that and crunch the numbers and give us some tangibles so that we really understand whether this is something that we can go ahead with. But let them do it because it was their idea in the first place. Remember, you don't always have the best ideas. Let them run with the idea, flesh out some detail, give them clear boundaries about what kind of data or information you'd like to be hearing back from them, and then let them go. All right. And step seven is encourage them to involve other team members, not to bog everyone down or to uh, handcuff resources when you should be delivering, but because it's going to build that collaborative, cooperative and engaged workforce that we're hoping for here. Because when everybody's humming along with a great idea, there is no better positive energy in the world than that. That is literally what has built the world, is the idea that we can do this and it's practical and we've mapped it out with our assessment process and now we're just going to throw the horsepower at it. So say to them, run with the idea, work together with a team, not necessarily people that you always work with closely every day, get some diverse perspective in there and go for gold. Now, let's say that they've gone with your innovation, they've um, created something like a nucleus of something that's actually deliverable. You've got all the facts and figures. You could even take it upstairs and have a word with the old board about it, and they'd probably be quite happy. What you must do then is be seen to be celebrating the wins with genuine enthusiasm. And this is not some playbook to uh, put some sort of manufactured false influence onto your people. This is genuine enthusiasm that the people in your care and custody that you hired, that you took a punt on, those people have come up with something that's going to materially change the fortunes of your business or department. And so celebrate it but celebrate it genuinely. Be enthusiastic. Let them know that you think they're awesome, okay? This is really important because it not only makes those people who have clearly got a talent for this do it more, but it also sends a message to your wider team. It's not because they're favorites. It's because they've come up with something and they've followed it through and you all have the opportunity to do this. And when people do great things, 
we celebrate with them. And if you can tack on any reward to that, that's entirely up to you in the culture of your business. But the long and the short is that people want to feel valued. People want to feel part of a team. People want to be heard. And if ideas can be taken from nothing to something really quite big, then you are on the money and your business is going to go a long way. So there you go. That's nine steps. Remember, it might not be you that has the best ideas. Understand your people, create the right environment for them. Make sure you've got some structure for assessing ideas and then give them good feedback if they're not the right ideas and then let those people go. Let them collaborate and celebrate when they get it over the line. Leading people sounds so easy, doesn't it? It's a bit of an art, but it can be done. So if you want to write those down, why don't you start today or tomorrow and say to yourself, what difference can we make today? There you go. Nice, simple one today for you. We'll have an interview for you on the next episode of the podcast. But I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. Look forward to having you back on the next one. You can hear us at Apple Play or Spotify or the YouTube video channel. And until next time, this is the Outback Incubator. I'm Oliver Kelly. And remember, there is always a better way.